I don't think we figured out how to open this. Last time it was the berry white, like, oh yeah, digital love. <laughs> but I don't think I'm good enough at the voice to do that. I feel it. Oh God. Digital love. <laughs> digital love. I feel it. Yeah. I, I feel it in the cosmos. <laughs> oh God. The moon is gone. <laughs> What a weird fucking game. Yeah, I, I think we should just start game. with this. Yeah, <laughs> let's just do it. Whatever. Yeah, so I think we mentioned at the, at the end of our last episode what I'd be playing. So for those just joining us, we this is the second episode of Digital Love, where Amanda and I have been together. Yeah, World of Warcraft. Technically, it's the third because we did the Diablo I was, was going to say, this is kind of the third episode, is it not? Not officially. Because okay. Because the Diablo spawned the digital love right we didn't call it digital love at the time exactly okay we, we, i guess it, it was a similar format it was more just us talking this one's a bit more structured um is it though no not at no, all not really We're terrible structure <laughs> um but ultimately this is about us games and our relationship mm -hmm. so this we've played a lot of games together and we have a lot to say on those games but there's I don't know if there's more or the same amount of games we haven't played together. I'd say there's more games we haven't played. Yeah, there's more games that we haven't played together. Yeah. Games that we've played throughout our lifetimes that one or the other has never experienced. Yeah, in a combination of because we've been together for so long, sometimes it's just because we weren't around, we weren't dating at the time. Mm -hmm. In some situations like this one, we were kind of dating. I just never really played it. Right, it's just not your kind of game. Yeah. So if you heard from the last episode, we are talking about Katamari Reroll, which is the Katamari Damacy remake? Yes, Katamari Damacy being the original PS2 title. Okay, and it was remade, Reroll was specifically for Switch? Yes, I think it was Switch and one other platform, but I don't remember what it was. Okay, so it wasn't built for like the Wii U and brought to Switch. No, no, it was specifically for the Switch. This is a, this is a new title, new air quotes. Yeah, new. <laughs> it's a very short title. It is. I mean, Katamari Damacy was a very short game. It was never meant to be anything extensive. It was just sort of a fun trial, we'll call it. I don't know. Yeah, okay, sure, trial. I, I would say experience or most of the people that I know that played this game picked it up when they were in late high school, early college, mm -hmm. probably because that's when it came out. Absolutely. But I feel like weed had something to do with this or at least LSD. It was also kind of around that time where I think anime was becoming more popular with our generation. Oh, you're adorable. What? I, I was watching anime from Toonami when I was in grade school. Yeah, but it sort of became more mainstream in high school, I feel like. Weebs started kind of coming out of the woodwork. People started, you know, watching more anime. It was right when around when... Um, Netflix started. Well, actually, that was more. No, Netflix was not. That was college. Sorry, I apologize. Yeah. Um, but uh, you know, it was people realized that like, okay, you know, maybe watching Sailor Moon is like kind of okay, or watching Dragon Ball, or you know, those kind of like weird. Were you a late anime bloomer? Are we finding out right now that I watched anime long before you did? Oh, absolutely. I mean, you watched anime. I was drawing anime oh. long before I watched it. Really? Absolutely. I started drawing anime in grade seven or eight. How could you draw it without So, it? funny enough, remember we used to have those scholastic book fairs? They used to come to your school and they'd set up like in the library and they'd sell like a whole lot of overpriced books. And yeah, like, the big one was Captain Underpants. Yeah. And then they had like the sections with like all the weird little erasers and pens and stuff like that. Yeah. So, 
the Scholastic Book Fair came to our school and I was never allowed to buy anything over $10 or $5 because my mom was like, you're not buying overpriced books. But there was a guy beside me who had bought a specifically how to draw manga book. And it was one of those like absolutely oh. garbage, like somebody decided that, you know, they couldn't cut it as an artist or, you know, you an actual animator. Oh, I have several of them now as, as a, I think I bought them mostly in college, but this was in grade school. And I saw this and I was like, wow, that is an amazing art style. I want to do that. And this was like really right around also the time. really simple. Very, very simple. This was right around the time where I kind of really got into art and drawing. And I realized that this is a passion that I have. And funny enough, at the time, I was really into drawing Pokemon. So that was also kind of my first like foray into well, anime. Pokemon is an anime. You're right. But it, you it never is. watched the show, right? You just played the game. No, actually, I watched the show as well, okay. but I never really considered it an anime because it was just a Saturday morning cartoon. Yeah. But uh, you know what? I do realize now that it is an anime, but I was really big into drawing Pokemon and like Pokemon characters. And I just saw this book and I'm like, it's the same style. It's the same style as Pokemon. I could draw more characters like this. And I asked him if I could borrow it and he lent it to me. And as far and as I'm aware, I've seen it around our house, which means you still have it. No, 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 no. Oh, you bought another copy. I bought another copy. Oh, okay. So yeah. And I just, after that point, I absolutely loved drawing anime. All right. So this this game is quintessential anime. Absolutely. Quintessential kind of weird I'm still not 100% sure of the story. As far as I can tell, I mean, I, I guess I can say spoiler for a game that's, I don't know how many years old, but also, what the fuck's there to spoil? So Yeah, it's the story's very shallow. As far as I can tell, the god of all things decides to get fucked up one day and just destroy the universe. And just destroy the universe. So you then have to you're he's basically tasking you like well you fucked up there little prince you're like but wait you're the one that fucked it all up and he's like sounds like you need to fix your mess and you're like yeah but you're the one who made it and he's just like mm, did i i think you did all right here's a ball go roll and you're like okay so now that you've destroyed drunkenly destroyed all of the stars in the in the sky i'm supposed to kill and murder a bunch of humans and all of their pets, all of their loved ones, all of their things, roll them all up so they can create stars. Is, yeah, that pretty much sums it. You know what? It's for character building. He wants you to grow as a prince and become more princely. And he believes right. that this experience will will make you a better prince and help you grow two centimeters taller. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. He yeah. does say that at the end of he the does, game, He does, absolutely. Which is nice. So this game got to you, well, I guess it... For starters, it got to you from because uh, of the anime. Because of the, was that what sold you on? It? Like, why did you look at this game on a shelf? Because back then we didn't download games. We didn't we didn't have games that you could just view and demo and stuff like that. How the fuck did you get? Oh right, you had a friend give it to you. So I'm gonna roll you back to you know a little bit the start of this conversation. I never owned this game. Oh, ever. I never owned a PlayStation. I was always a strict Nintendo kid. My parents, for whatever reason, were the most Nintendo fanboy girls ever. And there was only ever Nintendo consoles in our household. Huh. None of that Sony and Microsoft shit. That's not allowed. That, that goes elsewhere. So I never, as a child, experienced any of the PlayStation or Xbox titles. So when I went to college, I happened to have a friend who she was very much into PlayStation titles. And it was funny. She actually... 
um, introduced me to a lot of the animes that I watched in college. She oh. she was also very, very um, weeby, we'll say. That's how you got into all of this. Yes. So she was kind of, in a way, she was older than I was by a year or two. So she was kind of essentially a role model to me your, in college. Your weeb mentor? My weeb mentor, absolutely. So your senpai. My senpai, yep. Actually, is senpai female and male? I don't know. I don't remember. Whatever. The Japanese language is weird. Anyways. Um, so she introduced me. She just like handed me a stack of mangas. She had like a subscription to Shonen Jump. Oh God. So she's like, here, here's all my old Shonen Jump episode, whatever, uh, collection, whatever. I don't, I can't think of the word for it. <laughs> um, and she also had the PlayStation and she goes, oh, well, have you ever played these games? And I said, no. She goes, I have this game for you. You, you have to try it. And I'm like, Okay, what is it about? She's like... Out of curiosity, was she more like, you gotta try this game, man, right after the bowl? Uh, no. No, it was like, a no, you need to try this game. It's super cute. Everything is cute. It's great. You need to try it. And I'm like, okay, hey, what's it about? She's like, I can't explain it. You just, you roll stuff up, but you gotta do it. I'm like, okay. So she had the original Katamari Damacy. And I also was really not familiar with PlayStation controls, which made it a lot more difficult right. to I play. I guess your last console would have been the stupid little dinkly donger N64 controller with the little... No, GameCube. Oh, GameCube was your last one. Yeah, absolutely. I, okay. I played the crap out That's of GameCube. That's not that far off. Then. No, but if for some reason, the layout and the two sticks like really yeah. threw me off. And I wasn't used to like dual joystick motion because... Uh, GameCube was one stick. It was one stick, and then you had your other buttons on the other side. Yeah. And then you'd you, had the C you had the C stick. stick, but you really never used it as like a control stick that yeah, often. Correct. So I'm, I played this game, and I didn't really get into it at first because I found it like excruciatingly difficult to try to control and no try to. No fucking shit. Eh? Yeah, I know, right? <laughs> and it, that still holds up now. It is still a stupid, stupid game to try to control. Like, just, it, I don't understand how they thought that was a good control scheme. I'm quite certain the only challenge in this game is the control and the camera. Yeah. Everything yeah, that, else is easy. Everything else is, is like, you know, cakewalk. You're just picking stuff up. You're like, you know, vacuuming the world. The question you have to ask is, was the difficult... Well, the question I'm th I thought the whole time was... So there are games nowadays like um, Toast Simulator or Goat Simulator. <laughs> yeah. And this kind of reminded me of those in the sense that in the Goat Simulator and so on and so forth, there are these party games that are hard to control just because they're designed to be hard to control because the hard to control part is what causes chaos and excitement and stupidity yeah. among your friends. I, I Do you think, think there it was, was designed like this? I think there was a purpose to the control scheme. I think it was meant to be I th some weird spinoff of real world physics that just didn't, I don't know, it, it didn't translate well to PlayStation 2 computing. And I think that just became like a quirk of the game. Like that's just that's just what it was. And they're like, okay, well, this is the way it is, so we're just gonna leave it like this. And that's part of the challenge of the game. But going back to how I started playing, I, I found it hard. And then I kind of maybe just sat down one night and just said, okay, I'm gonna do this. And then I remember it was super super late at night, like midnight, one a.m. Whatever that that is super late by the college way. College hours. Yeah, yeah, college hours. And uh, I was just playing this game and it just sort of clicked with me. And I went, this is amazing. This is something completely different than anything I've ever played as a video game. Sure. Like I've done, 
you know, the classic, you know, RPG platformers and, um, you know, like the little kind of puzzle games and like quirky racing games and everything yeah, that Nintendo... RPGs, you've done a lot of RPGs. Yeah, everything that Nintendo was kind of known for in the early 2000s. The Banjo-Kazooie, the... Oh, yeah, you loved your you loved Oh, your I platforms. love the platformers. Your rare platforms. Oh, absolutely. Um, Yoshi's Story. Um, there was like a Kirby game that came out. I don't remember what it was for the, the GameCube that I played a lot. But they were all very similar. Yeah. And this was something totally different than anything I've ever played. So that, that to me was amazing. And I don't think I ever beat Katamari Damacy when I first played it. I just sort of played as much as I could and then, you know, kind of gave up after a while when I, I thought it was just too difficult. Really? And then Katamari, the second Katamari came out, which was uh, We Love Katamari. Right. And We Love Katamari also came out for the PS2. And this was, this actually came out like fairly so, soon after. As far as I'm aware, the creator of Katamari Damacy did not want to make We Love Katamari. As far as the story, his, Katamari was kind of supposed to be a fight against um, the bureaucracy, a fight against the system to a small degree. Yeah. A game made against the, the treads. And basically the company that owns it I forget who. Namco. Ran Namco. They kind of went to him and said, we want another one because this was clearly successful. And he went, you can shove it. And then he went, they just, I think as far as we read, they said something like, well, we're going to do it anyway. So it, the history of Katamari is just, it's it's weird. The developer or person who came up with the idea, um, Takahashi, what, what was his name? Kaida Takahashi. Uh, Kida Kaida. So he, I don't think he ever intended to make a video game he actually started out as a sculpture sculptor sorry right so his thing was i like to sculpt the world in like a creative way but then he sort of decided he didn't want to do that anymore and then he somehow got into video games and he came up with the idea for katamari and he had to try to sell it to somebody and you know say hey i think you should make this game and long story short, he ended up selling it to Namco, who was like, I guess we'll do it. And it ended up being an unexpected hit. Like, nobody thought it was really going to do well. It was just such an odd concept. Like It is an odd concept. Who the hell is going to play a game that you're just rolling up stuff? Still today, I don't think anyone's done quite that. No, maybe there has been No, there's like been, it. like, spinoffs and kind of, like, different, I don't know, side-type games of Katamari but nothing has ever quite been the same. And so they ended up making this game and it did really, really well. And Takahashi was kind of like a weird hippie type person where he's like, I don't want to make sequels because I believe that sequels are what's wrong with the video game industry. I think it, it right. sucks the creativity out of video game developers and it turns them into machines that are just pumping out games for money. Yeah, okay. And he, he's like, I don't want to do that. His idea was video games should only be made to have fun. Sure. If you're not having fun making it and the people who are playing it aren't having fun, then it is against the purpose of mm. being a game. Okay. So when... I don't necessarily... I agree with the concept that everything is meant to have fun. I don't know if that's 100% true. I think everything is meant to be an experience. Yeah. Sometimes you can have a horror experience, but horror can be... I think fun is the wrong word because fun generally means happy, mm -hmm. but I think it can be fun in the sense of, you know, when I play Phasmophobia, 
I'm scared shitless, right. but I have fun doing it. Yeah, and I think you can have even like an intellectual or a um, spiritual is not the right word. Emotional, you, like an emotional, emotional experience. Yeah, it doesn't and always have to be that fun. That necessarily isn't fun. Like I've played games that are incredibly sad that Life make is you strange. right that are very sad as a game and the story is very sad and it really like you know pulls something inside of you that you know when you sit there you go well this isn't fun but it's an amazing but you experience still enjoy it exactly yes so i think he's got his words wrong and i don't know if i necessarily always agree that there should never be sequels because to me a sequel is an opportunity to a exp- expand a great story um, and C, also perfect a mechanism that you developed number one, but now you can perfect the mechanic. True. And I think that's good. Now, I think the whole NHL 2000 and blah, 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 yeah. blah, the EA stuff. Yeah, F- that's... FIFA iteration 15 or 16 or 21 or, you know, it's the same damn game yeah. over and over again. That's a different story, I think. Yeah. So basically, he was against making a sequel entirely. He did not want to make another Katamari. He said, this is done. This I, I made the fun game. Okay, we're done. And Namco's like, yeah, but we made money. And we, we, <laughs> we like, like money. money. <laughs> so they actually just started making another Katamari without him. And it was awful. Apparently it was Christmas themed. Oh, so they tried to do it without him? Yeah. And that's why they brought him in because they realized oh, yeah. it was failing. No, not only, not that. So it was Christmas themed and it was garbage. And they basically showed it to Takahashi and he goes, what did you do to my video game? (laughs) This is awful. And he basically came back and helped them. I think he became like the development lead or whatever the case was, or, you know, somebody that they could um, refer to. I'm not sure what I can't consultant consultant. Thank you. Um, So he came back to basically consult for the game because he's like, I don't want you to ruin this franchise. Like, I don't want you to ruin the, the legacy. <laughs> this has my name on it. Right. Like, you guys are are making this awful. And so they made the second one, which is, uh, I keep forgetting the name. We uh, love Katamari. We love Katamari. Thank you. My gosh. Um, and the story in that is a straight up joke about how well the first Katamari did. Oh, really? It was like strictly fan service. So in that one, the the king of the universe or whatever basically is so excited that he has all these fans on Earth, that everybody loved Katamari and they loved him and they, <laughs> they thought it was great. And it's this whole game about him like doing favors for people on Earth to show them how much he appreciates that they love him. So he's killing these people by rolling them up to do them a favor. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful. Yeah, it's great. Wonderful. And there's like a side story too about um the the king of the universe his like past and how he grew up and how he had like an abusive father and like it was just such this ridiculous story about you know him Wait, they expanded his story? Absolutely. Oh my god. And like how he met the queen of the universe and like their love story and it's just it's so funny. And I actually I really love Katamari the the second Katamari more than I love the first one ah. because the story is so much better and it's basically you can tell that everybody who worked in the game is so passionate about it and they they love the franchise and they love the universe so there was so much more like love put into it okay and then they added um new types of like game modes so there is the classic you know roll up to a certain size within a certain amount of time yep. you know the classic mode but then they added things like 
uh, instead of rolling around a ball, you roll around a sumo wrestler and you have to pick up food. And basically, the more food you pick up, the bigger the sumo wrestler gets until the end of the timer where he has to go do a sumo wrestling match. And he has to be over a certain size in order to win the match. Okay, so it's still the same game. It's just artistically yeah, it's, different. Yeah, it's just different ways of doing it. Um, there's a couple other different game modes, too, that basically just kind of changed up the reasoning or the way that you're rolling stuff. But Well, that's what they did with the constellations. Yeah, but even even those were like pretty close to just the original game mechanics, I guess. Yeah, I think they changed the way you thought of them. So in some of them, I think my favorite one was the trying to figure out how... And I'm glad it came later in the game. Mm-hmm. I think they designed it really well. So they have these normal levels. And then they have these uh, constellation levels where you have to perform a certain task. Where one of them, I think the first one was I had to just pick up birds or something like that or eggs. Yeah, you, you had to pick up swan eggs. Swan eggs, that's what yeah, it was. Yeah, you had to get as many swan eggs as possible. And then there was one where I couldn't pick up anything cow related until I wanted to pick up. And I have to pick up, I could only pick up one cow related object. And I'm rated on how big that cow-related object is. Yeah. So I have to roll everything that isn't cow-related up to the, the biggest point in which I can get it and then get something big. Yes. Which is fucking hard. Right. And it's also stupid because apparently cow-related includes anything that is cow print. Yes. And also like comes from a cow. So, you know, like a carton of milk or, yes. you know, like a thing of cheese. So it's it's very difficult Especially because the game is stupid to control in the first place. Now you have to have precision control. And the graphics aren't great because I think I rolled up a sign and it's like, well, you lost because that sign had a cow right, picture. I'm because- like, how the fuck would I notice that? I'm rolling up something the size of like a double-decker bus. I'm not going to see what's on the goddamn sign. Right. The sign was something about like lost cow or something. Yeah. And you were you rolled it up from the back so you didn't even be able to see the front of it. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was silly. But it was I think I like those modes. Those were kind of fun. Um I particularly like the one that came later, which was guess the size of the ball when you have to try and get it to ten meters, I think it yeah, was. Yeah, ten meters. And you have to try and get it as close as possible to ten meters. So you kind of have to use your experience of playing the game in order to get there. I thought that was good. Yeah. I enjoyed that. They use the experience you gained of how you've been rolling balls, how long you've been doing it, and to, to how big a ball is and and I think that was a really good mode. Yeah, it was sort of like a test of how much are you paying attention to the Katamari that you roll? Yeah, and also the cow ones are good because it forces you to not just roll the thing that's in front of you, but to think about what you're doing. Right. It can get a little hard, but that's fine. It still teaches you those skills. Yeah. And I'm totally fine with that. So before we move on to my new experience and you know how I perceive this game that you love dearly... <laughs> Um, do you have any, like why, what brought you into this game? Like, is it just the cutesy? Why this game over? If, if, if they took a certain feature out of it, would it still be the same game? If they made it not as cutesy, is it the cutesiness or is it, cause clearly you don't like the controls. What is it about this game? Is it satisfying to roll up things? Is it satisfying to grow? Like, what is it? Tell me. So funny enough, I kind of realized it as I was replaying the new Katamari game, the Katamari re-roll. And I realized that the reason I enjoy the game so much is because it like, it really itches something in my OCD. And I'm going to, I apologize to every woman out there, but there's something satisfying about cleaning up oh God. a level by <laughs> rolling things up. Oh my God. And that is so horrible and innately, you know, 
stereotypical. Support the feminists, for my I, I know it's terrible, but it, it, it does. They're like I my OCD is so satisfied when I like clear an area of stuff on the ground. You know, I when I when I organize the chaos. Okay. And by organizing the chaos, you mean destroying it all. Right, exactly. <laughs> by putting it into a nice little uniform ball. Like it's great. Air quotes uniform. Well, yeah, uniform-ish. But yeah, and honestly, it's it is the the satisfaction of of rolling things up and, you know, it, getting bigger and like you know the levels expanding out and rolling up like bigger stuff and it's not even just the cutesy aspect like don't get me wrong i love the style of the game i love the art i love you know the way they design the models and how kind of like goofy and quirky everything is and it really just is the weirdness of japan rolled (laughs) up in a ball and they make so many good references to like weird Japanese cultural things and you know even stuff in animes like they had a girl flying around on a broom with a cat in reference to Kiki's delivery service like stuff like that they obviously it's funny I was rolling and you saw that in what I rolled and I was like I have no idea what I just rolled right and they just have like goofy little references that you know you sit there and when you you pick them out you go haha that's funny like I, I get it I get what they're trying to make a joke about and I, I love finding those I love finding the weird things that they put in there that are supposed to be referencing, you know, different pop culture things. And that, that to me is fun too. So that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. So we talked about the creation of the game. Um, I think, so you love this game for a long time and we talked about how you kind of got this game. You started playing it before I was dating you. Absolutely. Yep. But you had been playing it while I was dating you at times. Yeah. We ended up buying the uh, PS3 version. Right. Um, when that came out. Forgot about which that. Was, yeah. And it was kind of, it was called, it was Katamari Forever. And I think it wasn't a good representation of what Katamari was. I found it kind of disappointing. That one was basically, it's it's every, it's just a collection of um levels from all the previous Katamaris. Oh, okay. And the story in that one was the king of the universe like hit his head and he got amnesia and you had to go through like his memories and right. and roll up, you know, his memories to to get his memories back. So everything was in black and white because it was supposed to be you were like rolling up in history kind of thing and oh. as as you rolled more, like color started to come back into the world. And I feel like it just sort of it was a cop out, right? It was everything that Takahashi didn't want in a Katamari. And he Got had it. no involvement in that one whatsoever. That was just Namco. Oh. And that was just Namco making money. So it was just a rehash of previous Katamari games and nothing new was really added. Yeah. So I didn't, I didn't enjoy that one as much because I just, it was everything that I've already played. So what, what do I care? I think I always just looked at it and kept thinking to myself, this does not look challenging. Mm-hmm. It looks frustrating. And it also looks um, like I'd be, it looks like you don't know what you're going to get because you can get this ball that just rolls weirdly and then you're fucked. And it it just never, re- I don't know why, but it doesn't, it never looked satisfying to me. I've obviously been in RTS. I started off doing more PVP stuff, RTSs, Starcraft, mm-hmm. Um, Diablo PvP, I did a lot of that, things like that. And over time, I kind of went into PvE because I couldn't keep up with the young people anymore. Right, right. And but th- this game was long past. Like I was, 
I was doing PvP until after this game was in relevance. Right. So it to me was like, oh, that's boring. I'm not I'm not fighting with my friends or I'm not fighting someone online. What the fuck's the yeah, point? Yeah, it's of this? it's a casual puzzle game. It's not meant yeah. to be, you know, riveting or exciting or get your get your blood pumping or you know and. A lot of the Katamari, actually most of the Katamaris never even had like a multiplayer aspect. I don't think they introduced that until there was um, a Katamari that came up for the Xbox 360 called Beautiful Katamari. Right. And that one actually had online multiplayer in the um, Xbox Live membership, whatever the case was. And I don't actually know how that worked, but apparently it was weird. Yeah, well, I think you you were two princes rolling the same ball. Yeah, yeah maybe there was modes. like a co-op aspect to it. I'm not yeah. really sure. There's probably both a PvP and uh, yeah, and like then they, they they took that out real quick for the PS3 version. They only had um, like online leaderboards, uh, but there was no there was no multiplayer whatsoever. It yeah, just didn't it didn't work for that kind of game. I also didn't like games that had timers on it. I hate feeling rushed. Even though I play games like StarCraft where technically you're rushed all the time. Right. But it didn't feel rushed. You yeah, know what I mean? I get that. There wasn't a clock going tick, tick. I felt like, I always felt like a clock, and I still do. I feel like a clock is a bad and lazy mechanic. Yeah, I feel like it detracts from the experience because you're you're just worried about the time and you're worried about, you know, running out of time. Yeah. And you're not necessarily enjoying what you're doing. You're just rushing around trying to get the get it done. Yeah, to me it's a, it's a lazy mechanic that it's it's an artificial mechanic that you just look at the clock and feel panicked immediately the moment it starts. And that's not a good feeling. Whereas if they created something in the game that's still still just a clock. Like, let's not kid ourselves. It's still a clock like oh, you're Katamari uh, there's a, a feature in the game where things stop being pickupable or something over time. Sure. And it happens in some way that there isn't a clock ticking, but at least you don't feel the same panic. I'm not sure how you could play that out in Katamari. Obviously, I, I just don't. But I, I've never liked games like that. So when I saw Katamari with a time clock, I just went, oh, fuck that. <laughs> um, so I never really played it. So now that I have played it. Yeah, you have. I will be straight up and admit I had to push through. I know. <laughs> uh, you know that I played it for what? I've played it for what? Effectively two nights. Um, it was two, two and a half. Two to three. Yeah. Two and, two and a half, yeah. basically. So I did a lot in one night and I just played it. I was just sitting there. I was thinking I was on like the fifth map with a bunch of constellations under my belt. And I was like, okay, this game stopped developing. It stopped changing. Yeah. Um, And you know me. Once I master a skill... I just kind of go, okay. Yeah, once it becomes mindless, you're like, okay, what's the point? Yeah, I, I, I can do this now. And so I think when I first did the first map, I might have failed or something because I didn't quite have, I struggled with the controls or mm -hmm. I may have just barely made it through. But after like the fourth level where I kind of got my hands around it and the controls, I still suck at it. There's no getting good at this game. No, I mean, there is. I'm there sure there are good people. Right. I'm sure there are. But you just have to like not fight the controls. You have to understand you know, what the Katamari is going to do when you yeah. push the stick and then just sort of go with it. Yeah, exactly. You have, you have to be good with it. And I, I'm sure there are people who can do this amazingly, but I felt like, I, I think I've talked to you about games where there are games where I feel like the game is kicking my ass because the game design is just kicking my ass. And then there are times when the controls are kicking my ass. Yeah. Where I don't feel like the what I want to happen on screen, so what my brain says do the thing, there are certain games where it just doesn't do the thing because the controls are so uh, confusing, they're convoluted, or they're just poorly designed. Yeah. Games like Red Dead triggered this in me. 
I've never played Red Dead for the most Red part. Red Dead was very bloated in its controls. It like, was. You pretty much used every single key on the keyboard and then you had as to switch some and alt keys, right? And like, for some hotkey function, and it was yeah. just there was it's so much. I don't understand how anybody could ever play that on console. Yeah, I don't. Like, I there's couldn't. not enough buttons on a controller. I think I gave up on that on that game just to give you an idea like what i feel about controls and how controls to me are a window to the game Mm -hmm. they are not supposed to be the struggle of the game right i can understand some games have the struggle because they're just in my mind they're poorly designed sometimes the control can be the funniness i think that's fine if it's like a party game where the rules are made up and the points don't matter you're just there to drink beer and have fun yeah um Mount Your Friends is a great example of that. Or that really silly golf game that we played on the Switch. Oh, um, everybody golfs? No. No. Um, golf. Yeah, where you're not always like hitting the ball. You're like right. hitting the cow. And... Yeah, you're like you're you're hitting the flag to the ball or something. Yeah. It was just it was so goofy, but it was but all over the place. I'm totally fine with that if that's the concept of the game. But I don't feel like Katamari was designed with controls. And like Red Dead, it wasn't the controls were not designed to be a problem. They were designed to be as best as they could. And yet, for whatever reason, it was inevitable that I was going to pull out a gun on a sheriff and put on my bandit mask right in front of him instead of get on my goddamn horse. Right. And then I just, because I've killed so many people or pulled out my gun on so many different people and racked a bounty that I didn't really want. And I'm like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm done. (laughs) So I will give up on a game if the controls just don't support my vision of what I'm trying to do in the game if I can't sort that out. To me, it's a part of the game. Katamari... Is that's where I struggled. Mm-hmm. I can't tell because of the way it works. I can't tell if it's because it's single player. I don't see why the controls should be so hard or should be so complicated. But I also can't tell if it's intended to be like that. If it's intended to be like that, and it's supposed to be goofy and strange. And that's I'm totally cool with that. But I didn't feel that when I was playing. I felt like it was just designed poorly. So unfortunately, I feel like you should have played the second Katamari in order to get the Katamari experience because in We Love Katamari, it was, they took everything about Katamari that people loved and they they streamlined it. They made it better and everything was more refined. They added different, uh, I think they added some new control abilities. Like you could like hop and I think there was something else too, but it was better. And a lot of those weird sort of janky things that would happen in the first Katamari were smoothed over in the second one. Okay. So obviously I think it was simply a limitation of the engine and the hardware at the time that led to the kind of weird physics. They did keep some aspects like it is still hard to control, but not in a jerky, unpredictable kind of way. Okay. Like you don't, you don't worry necessarily oh. that you're going to glitch into a building Talk and get about stuck. A, feature, a, a movement feature that I never fucking used because I didn't have to. Also, because it never worked out, which was the like the the zoom. Oh, the the roll dash. The roll dash because you okay you you have these two thumbsticks, left and right thumbstick that you use to control the thing left and right, forward and back. So if you take these controllers and you t- put one forward and one back, it will turn right or left. Correct. Right. So you were supposed to take these controllers that you use to control left and right to then go back and forth really quickly to charge up the thing and let it out properly without rotating this thing at the same time. That was such a mechanic that I could never get work properly for me. It was I was lucky if it did. And so I gave up. How many I, times did I use it the entire game? Yeah, like never. Only when you absolutely had to. If you were rolling down a hill and you couldn't roll back up and you yeah. just needed to get back up there. 
and I'd have to try it two or three times right. before it actually succeeded. I hate that fucking. I'm pretty mechanic. sure that's still the way you roll dash oh. in the rest of the games. They just kept it the way it was. My God. So I I think I very much hate the controls. Yeah. Um, I didn't really care for the story or the characters. I didn't get involved because I don't care about cutesy things like you do. Mm. I didn't get involved, but I I feel like if I was higher, <laughs> I, I would find it far more amusing. But I didn't. Eh. I, I just I didn't care. I did find the relationship between like I didn't care about the the human characters we were following. Right, right. I could not give two shits. I did care about oh, what's his name, the king. What would they call him? The, I think he's actually just called the king of the universe. The or, king of the universe, whatever he's yeah. I king fuck, of the cosmos. King of the cosmos. I fucking loved his relationship with the prince. He's such a demeaning, utter entitled prick. He's actually like abusive. He is abusive. Honestly, and that that keeps going in the rest of the games and it gets worse yeah the way that he talks to the prince he like demeans him talks down to him basically without telling him he's an absolute piece of shit basically tells me it's, he's it's a all piece of backhanded shit. comments oh yeah which i adore and the thing is is it's one of those uh mel mel brooks made a, a statement that i still fall i still do today which is comedy comedy is when or what is it Tragedy is when I stub my toe. Comedy is when you fall down a manhole and die. The idea is if it's happening to someone else, it's funny. Right. And because it's happening to the prince and he's making fun of the prince, not you, it gets away with it. And it's funny that he's being so brutal to him. Right. And I love the witty backhanded comments. Uh, I, I absolutely love it. Um, so that's one thing I do love about the game. I just don't give a shit about the humans. Right. So the fact that the later games talk more about prince and you know, king of the cosmos yeah. is actually a good thing, I think. Uh, that was the best relationship. Um, I, I think I talked about the challenging part. I did not find the game challenging. I think at worst I failed one map. I mean, technically I didn't Maybe. get perfect on the constellations, but there was really no failing them. Right. But I never failed any of the maps. In fact, by the time I got to the end, I was getting triple the amount required in the timeline. Yeah. So, yeah, you were getting like 80% completion on, on a good portion of the maps. Yeah. The only ones you really didn't like go hard into were the the challenge constellations where yeah. you had to roll up a bear or roll up a cow yeah. only and i looked just, at that and went yeah fuck that i'm moving on with you try you tried with the cow and I then tried. you end up with the sign and you went this is stupid i just wasted so much fucking time <laughs> and i got a goddamn sign and you just sort of gave up after that i'm totally fine if you enjoy the game and you want to keep trying and perfect it i can totally see that mm. i just didn't care enough to want to do that I just wanted to get through it. Right, right. <laughs> so I totally understand that. Um, one thing, now that you've had this experience and I've had this experience, mm -hmm. is there anything that you want to know about my experience with the game? I obviously have given you the fundamentals, but. Um, I mean, was there anything that you actually enjoyed about it? All right. Yeah. Like I mentioned, first of all, I, I enjoyed the relationship between. Oh, the yeah, Prince that's right. And yeah. One thing that I did enjoy is there were moments in the game, like when you were just trying to scrounge through. And you were running away from humans. I fucking hated that. I hate. I hate being the beta. But the moment <laughs> being kicked around, being kicked around. But the moment you're like, yeah, motherfucker, I can roll up a human, and then you're like, I'm on a roll. I come. I am the monster. Right. There are these like moments where you suddenly can pick up certain sized objects that became satisfying. Humans were one of them. Mm -hmm. Cars were the next, I think. Then trees. Um and then small buildings yeah and then big buildings those were like the the main five everything else was like okay yeah you're picking up bigger and bigger things but those ones were where they were like milestones they were milestones where suddenly you could just roll through a fucking town right and I and love that was, that, that was very satisfying that was satisfying so that's where I enjoyed it uh it was in those exact moments 
between those moments was like, okay, now I'm just waiting for the next moment. <laughs> but it was like, moment, ah, then ah, ah, ah. Yeah, I That's get how it. he felt the whole way through. Yeah. Um, so I did enjoy that. I, I One thing that I didn't realize until I kind of got all the way through and you played through the whole way, you're playing on the same map the whole time. Um, It's not the same map. I think there's maybe two or three variations of the map. I think and it's only just... one because one starts in a house and just outside of a house. And then you slowly get built in the next map. You kind of go inside the house and outside. And then once you go outside, you go into the courtyard. And then in the next map, it's the like the round courtyard. And then it's the... Then it's the courtyard in a small town. Then it's a courtyard, small town and city. And then it's like the construction yard. It's all yeah, one map. You I don't might know be right. It's all just one map. And you just literally, as as you play through the game, it gets bigger. The universe grows and grows and grows until the final level where you're literally like the courtyard is a smite, tiny little speck. <laughs> which I think that's a great feature. That is actually pretty it, cool. It does. I never really thought about it, to be honest, when I played it. Oh, okay. it, it felt different enough that I just assumed that they were different areas. No, I think they're all the same area. And I could remember because there were times where I'm like, hey, that's the area I was just in. But that's, I'm much bigger. I start bigger now. Right. Right. Because right. you, you, before you started, you know, your ball was the same size as the prince. Yeah. Now your ball is like the moment you start, your prince is a speck. Yeah. Um. So you, that's how you can get the idea. And I love that. To me, that framed the universe or the world mm-hmm. in a very cool way. That as it grew, it was like, oh, I'm, I'm, I am getting bigger and bigger and bigger. And I thought that was really cool. So there are things I do like about it, but ultimately, um, I don't know if I would ever play another one. <laughs> That's fair. I, I, it is so frustrating to controls. Now maybe the other one's better. Uh, the second one, it's mm-hmm. probably absolutely true. Like I said, sequels are meant to take a mechanic that you discovered or invented and refine it. And I think that's probably true. And same with story and stuff like that. It's probably funnier. Um, but it is just the, the reward I get from the frustration I get does not balance out. I feel more frustration than I do reward. So did I enjoy it? Yes, but on a very low scale. Okay. Does that make sense? Yep. All right. If you didn't necessarily enjoy it, but what was your favorite thing you picked up? Um, favorite object. My favorite object. Godzilla. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was one of the later ones where you're kind of like rolling around. I think it's the last level. Uh, he's in, the, I believe, the level before that as well. Um, you see the giant, uh, basically the Japanese Power Ranger. And it's, the they have Sentai. all the, yeah, and they have all the squids and whatnot. You can see Godzilla out in the ocean, but I don't think you ever get big enough to pick him up. Yeah, you don't. And then so. I, I love the last level where I was just running around, picking up the Super Sentais, picking up all the buildings. And I just went off to one of these other islands and Godzilla just comes out of the water yeah. towards the city. And you're like, that's amazing. I'm picking you up. <laughs> you just roll them over. Oh, yeah. It's great. Like I said, all the little pop culture references are amazing. Yeah. It, it was adorable. I did, it was it happened so quickly. Like my brain, because I was rolling, I was already on a roll rolling. Mm-hmm. But I just saw him come out of the water. I went, that's awesome. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to pick him up. Yeah. So I, I thought that was that was really cool. I, I think that's my favorite one. Yeah, fair enough. It happened quickly. It was a short moment. And it, you know, I didn't see it off in the distance in the previous level or anything. It was just a blip and gone but that's kind of the enjoyment i had of this game was you'd get a blip of i just picked up a line of trees and that felt really good right or or you just plowed through a city and then the moment's gone yeah and that's kind of how this game felt so that that epitomizes the exact moment it was like ah roll okay we're done yeah and move on to the next thing um so yeah that, that godzilla definitely godzilla yeah fair enough yeah well, i mean you played it you got through it you experienced my love for katamari Oh, I, I don't think you love it as much as I do. No. And honestly, even now when I play it, 
I don't, I don't think that I love it as much as I did when I played it originally. I think it's just sort of a, I do it because it's nostalgic and because I kind of just enjoy the, it's, it's almost calming to just sort of roll around and pick stuff up and, you know, get some, get some chuckles out of, out of the stuff you It would be calming up. if it picked up the things I wanted to pick up and not suddenly jerk to the left and get kicked by a human into a car, into the water, away yeah, from everything. Yeah, I mean, you could just not suck at it. I don't really suck at it. Hey, so. I succeeded at every level the first try at 80%. Clearly, I, I don't suck. That's fair. All right. <laughs> clearly, I'm one of the better ones. Yeah, by clear, starting. clearly. Clearly. <laughs> so, all right. So now that you've experienced, you know, we kind of did Diablo, which was mine. We did World of Warcraft, which was us. We did yep. your, this is one of your games. I think we're, we're not going any back and forth pattern. We're just sort of playing this by, by year. Yeah. I think we talked about what our next game is going to be. Oh yeah. Yeah, we did. I picked it. So what is our next game that we're going to geek out in our love together? About? Our next game that we're going to geek out together is Don't Starve. Specifically, Don't Starve Together because it is actually something we can play together. Yes. Though I have mostly played Don't Starve, the single player edition, more than I've played Don't Starve Together. Okay. So just to be clear, is there a drastic difference other than the fact that it's multiplayer? Um, No, it's the exact same game mechanics, same concept. Don't Starve Together does a lot of um, seasonal events. And, you know, it's a little more, I mean, it, it revolves around the multiplayer aspect of it. You're supposed to work together. Um, whereas the single player, you're kind of just expected to do it on your own because it's single player. Sure. But the game itself doesn't necessarily have like a story or anything. It's just, you survive and you survive for as long as possible. So the multiplayer kind of adds like different challenges, different, um, ways to you know make you think outside the box whereas the single player it's just no you just don't starve all right just fight fight the game mechanics great another one of those yep all right so next time we'll talk about that one of another game you later found love for yes much much later i think they didn't come out until much much later yeah only a few years ago yeah i mean we're getting older so a few years ago is like somewhere between one and ten yeah i mean it was a indie title and it it became pretty big actually That's well when i picked it up i enjoyed playing katamari and i think we can roll this episode out uh, no no oh okay no well well thanks for listening yep and uh this is uh plubby and wife adam by the way right we never well, said plubby, our names plubby and wife adam plubby and wife adam <laughs> Ooh. plubby and wife amanda and this is plubby and husbando adam love you